Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig with details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and today's episode is another classic from our archives. This one deals with the difficult subject of teen cyberbullying and the perhaps at first glance strange phenomenon of teens who create fake accounts to bully themselves online. Hi, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Today's episode deals with the subject of self-harm. Go on and skip it if you'd prefer, and take care of yourself, okay? When 14-year-old Hannah Smith from Leicestershire, England, tragically took her life in 2013, her family cited months of relentless cyberbullying via the web app Ask.fm. But when investigators dug deeper, they discovered something even more devastating. 98% of the abusive messages were sent by Hannah herself. It's called self-cyberbullying, or digital self-harm, the act of setting up fake social media accounts to post hurtful messages about yourself. And while it sounds bizarre, why would anyone, especially a struggling adolescent, want to bully themselves online, it's much more common than previously thought. According to a 2016 national survey of 12 to 17-year-olds, 
7.1% of boys and 5.3% of girls said that they had anonymously posted mean messages about themselves. Samir Hinduja is co-director of the Cyberbullying Research Center and a professor of criminology and criminal justice at Florida Atlantic University. He conducted the digital self-harm study with Cyberbullying Research Center co-director Justin Patchen, a professor of criminal justice at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Hinduja and Patchen chose the term digital self-harm, as opposed to self-cyberbullying or self-trolling, to draw attention to possible connections between this destructive online behavior and traditional self-harming acts like cutting, burning, or hitting oneself. According to the latest figures, between 13 and 18% of adolescents worldwide report to committing at least one self-harming act. And, more alarmingly, among young adults with a history of self-harming behaviors, 70% attempt suicide at least once, and 55% make multiple suicide attempts. The researchers wanted to see whether there might be a link between online self-harm and these negative behaviors. Their study represents the first comprehensive look at digital self-harm among adolescents, and their results were published in the Journal of Adolescent Health. On the surface, digital self-harm looks like other instances of cyberbullying. The victim receives threatening or abusive posts on social media or via text messages saying unfortunately common internet insults along the lines of you're ugly and nobody likes you or you should just kill yourself. But the truth is that the victim is also the perpetrator, directing the abuse at themselves through behavior that's at once a call for help and a cry for attention. As part of Hinduja and Patchen's study, which analyzed email responses from a nationally representative sample of 5,593 adolescents, the researchers asked young teens to share reasons why they had sent themselves bullying messages. Some of the kids, mostly boys, said that they were just bored and thought it was funny. But more than half of those who admitted to cyberbullying themselves indicated that other people were the real audience or expressed some message of self-hate. A 14-year-old boy from Wisconsin wrote that he wanted other people's pity and wanted to be validated that someone did actually care about me. Another boy indicated that posting abusive messages about himself might rally a supporting online community around him. Quote, everyone is going to have moments in their lives hating themselves. Sometimes it helps posting about it online. The internet might be a terrible place, but there are tons of people around the world who are willing to help you, he wrote. In general, Hinduja says, boys in the survey were more likely to have participated in digital self-harm as a joke, while girls were more likely to do it as an expression of what the researchers called deep-seated emotional turmoil. Teens who identified as LGBTQ were three times more likely to cyberbully themselves, and kids who were cyberbullied by others were 12 times more likely to later train the abuse on themselves. As one 16-year-old girl wrote on her survey, after this happened at school and online, I became very depressed. I didn't like myself very much. I felt like I deserved to be treated this way, so I thought I would get in on the fun. The researchers say that this kind of self-harming and self-hating behavior seems completely irrational from a psychological standpoint, that it's actually a classic example of what are called maladaptive coping mechanisms. When coping with depression or abuse, Hinduja says, Adults do the same sort of thing. Sometimes we indulge in alcohol or drugs, use smoking as a crutch, engage in reckless behavior and reckless choices, sexual or otherwise. The researchers stress that much more study needs to be done in order to understand the extent of digital self-harming behaviors and their underlying causes, but that it's important for parents, teachers, and law enforcement to understand that it exists and to not assume that abusive and disturbing posts necessarily originated from outside cyberbullies. Organizations like the CyberSmile Foundation and To Write Love on Her Arms not only offer support for people who struggle with depression, self-harming behavior, and cyberbullying, but provide volunteer opportunities to spread messages of positivity and support online. Today's episode was written by Dave Ruse and produced by Tristan McNeil and Tyler Klang. 
If you or someone you know is struggling, check out the sources we mentioned in this episode or Google for other help in your area. I probably don't know you, but I think you're rad. And for more on this and lots of other mental health topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.